Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, August 15th, 2021, and this is day 1256 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for giving us new revelation and understanding and knowledge and wisdom to apply what you've given us. Help us, Father, to go forth and fight the good fight of faith uh, in this spiritual warfare that we're in and help us to be victorious uh, at all that we put our hands to according to your will for our lives. I ask my Lord that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask Father that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is compromising your values. Yeah, it will come up uh, where you will be challenged and typically is by the enemy and uh, God will allow it uh, as a test to see what are we going to do when certain things are put uh, in our presence to that something that we've been wanting or something we've been you know, dreaming of, but yet, hmm, it goes against our values. We're going to be coming out of Revelations chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. Revelation chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. And just also, I want to let you all know, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the book of Revelation, just into the last days, uh, discussing that on Wednesday nights in Bible study. I have the privilege of teaching that every Wednesday night uh, at 6.30 until about 7.30 p.m. If you're interested, uh, you I believe our, the link uh, to that, we'll be doing it on Zoom, will be on our website. If not, I'm going to check and make sure to put it there. <laughs> All right, so let's go to Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 12. And it says, uh, and, and again, this is this is John who was caught up in the spirit Uh and was given the book of Revelation. Jesus is speaking and telling him what is going to happen. And this is one of the seven churches that he is speaking of. And let's hear about what he says about this church, which is the church in uh, Pergamum. And, and we'll be diving into this as well on Wednesday, going through the whole chapter of Revelation. All right, so it says... To the angel of the church in Pergamum, write, These are the words of him who has the sharp, double-edged sword. I know where you live, where where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. And and I'm going to just stop here for a second because I love the way Jesus, this is Jesus speaking and he's telling John what to write, but I love the way he handles uh, 
situation. He's given us really a good example, uh, principles in which we can deal with uh, strife, uh, things that will come up when you have to correct your children. We have to correct one another. He started off with, this is what you're doing well. Now we're going to talk about a few things that are not going well. All right. So they lived here. Uh, the church of Pergamum uh, was an evil place. Uh, it had a lot of cults there. Uh, it it was the center of four cults and it rivaled uh, Ephes- Ephesus, the church of Ephesus in its worship of idols. So it was really big on idol worshiping. Uh, the city's chief god was uh, Asclepius, Asclepius, whose symbol was a serpent and who was considered the god of healing. And when I read that, it reminded me of what I've seen on emblems for the medical field. You know, it's like a serpent and and I don't have it in front of me, so but a symbol of that and uh, how it was. This was considered the the god of healing, and people came to Pergamum from all over the world to seek healing from this god. So Jesus was talking about how this one particular person who renounced uh, the he he who did not renounce his faith. Uh, not even the days of, in, in the days of Antipas, but Antipas was put to death because of it. So he says, nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food, sacrificed to idols, and committed sexual immorality. We're going to learn more about Balaam. Uh, And I'll share this with you. I think, yeah, I've got some of it in my notes. But Balaam was a prophet of God. And he also was into witchcraft. (laughs) Now, and he was the one that when God was getting his attention, he was on his donkey and um, an angel of God uh, stood in the way of the donkey as he was walking through, you know, taking uh, Balaam to go to visit uh, ba- Balak, who was the king uh, that sought out Balaam to uh, put a curse on the Israelites so that he could beat them in war. So uh, he said, Balaam said, let me check with God first to see what God would have to say, which that's a good thing, right? But yet, Balak, uh, about three different times, offered him different things to entice him to do this. And he offered him money. And money was a big thing to Balaam, apparently, because he fell for it. So now, on his way there, (laughs) the donkey... uh, ran into the angel of God who had a sword and uh, the angel, I mean, the, the donkey stopped and and like three different times because this angel was right there and, and Balaam didn't see him. And and then the second time it, it got so bad to where the donkey uh, stopped so abruptly that he stopped at the edge of a wall and, and it rubbed Balaam's foot 
against the wall and hurt his foot. And he beat the donkey. And the third time he did it again. And the donkey talked to him. (laughs) God made the donkey speak. And then Balaam saw what was really going on. And Balaam had compromised his faith. He had compromised his values in God. You've heard the term, uh, you have the form of godliness, but lack the fullness thereof. It's a scripture, actually. And that is what it was with him. And this is what Jesus is saying we don't want to do. We don't want to ever compromise uh, who we are in Christ Jesus. Verse 15 says, Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans were also known for being compromisers. He says, Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Jesus is speaking of himself. And early on when he said, Um, These are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. He's talking about himself. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. Now, the manna is what God gave the Israelites when they were delivered by, when God used Moses to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. And as they were going on their journey to get to the promised land, which should have just taken a few months or weeks, ended up taking them 40 years because of their mumbling and murmuring and complaining. And one of the things they complained about is, what are we going to eat? And God sent them manna from heaven. And in my commentary, it says, Hidden manna suggests the spiritual nourishment that the faithful believers will receive. That's us. Faithful believers will receive that. And then he says, Jesus says, I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. So that represents or could represent the evidence of acceptance of God. And by doing so, we have a new name and that represents our character in God. Woo, glory to God. Our names mean something, right? We don't always, we didn't always know that when we start giving out names that just didn't make sense and <laughs> we calling our children different things and didn't know, but now we know better. Now we can do better, all right? So point number one, <laughs> Do you ever get a funny feeling in your stomach when someone's offering you something that sounds good, but yet not totally good? It might look good and shiny on the outside, but as you get an aerial view of it, you see the rust on the bottom of it. But yet sometimes we may think, I can sand that out and cover it up with some paint. And no one would ever know the difference. I was talking to a spiritual daughter of mine and she was telling me about there could possibly be mold in their house. And when they bought their house a few years ago, maybe within the last five years they bought their house, uh, you know, things were all painted and looked nice. 
And she said in her bathroom, she's noticing that the paint is coming off and now she sees where there was mold. So they tried to cover that up to conceal the harm or the evil or whatever we see that is, right? It looked good on the outside at the time. (laughs) And that's another reason why we must get inspectors to come and inspect our homes. That's a whole nother story. All right. So, but God knows and sees everything at all times. We too will see the truth if we follow the Holy Spirit's guidance. But if we get off course, we're very liable to be fooled, just as Balaam was. Balaam had a greedy attitude. Balaam claimed that he would not go against God just for money, but his resolve was beginning to slip. Balaam's um, resolve was to serve the Lord. Uh, His resolve to serve the Lord became weaker and weaker because of the lure of money. And that can happen to any of us. I will not ever say, I'll never do that. I could never be like that because if it were not for the grace of God (laughs) and his mercy that he's had upon me, I too could be in those same shoes. And I have to really guard that and really um, protect that by being obedient to God, protect the fact that I want to stay in God's good graces as I'm sure you do. To learn more about Balaam, you can find it in Numbers chapter 22, verse 1 through Numbers chapter 24, verse 25. But I just kind of summed it up a little bit for you, but it is a good read. The whole Bible is. So this led to his death by compromising the word of God, compromising his values. What about you? Have you begun to slip or began to slip in your relationship with the Lord because you compromise your godly values in exchange for sinful evil motives or selfish desires or sexual lust or for greed and power? And these are questions we need to ask ourselves. Who knows best than yourself? (laughs) God has revealed it to us. He showed me a lot of things about myself that I needed to correct (laughs) and certain things that, you know, I might have been pondering or thinking about. And God is saying, you know what to do. I've shown you. Now do it. So what is he showing you? Point number two. However, there is time to change. If you still have breath in your body, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's what Jesus said. When we hear, then we begin to digest what we've heard. Now we're acknowledging it. And then when we put it into practice, we're obeying what God said to do. We've got to first hear the word, all right? And Hearing and hearing and hearing. That's why you'll hear me share some of the same scriptures more than once, okay? Because we need the more we hear it, the more it will begin to get into our spiritual man 
and we'll begin to function in that way. All right. Now that you hear, it's your choice. The Lord loves you so much that he's giving you a chance to walk away from the bad decision you made and receive his mercy and grace. Repent and get back to fulfilling your God-given purpose. Every single one of us have been given gifts of God to use them. Not God gives us gifts to use them to gain wealth so that we can take care of ourselves, our families, and to also uh, give to others uh, to help in, in continuing the building of the kingdom of God. All right. Now, I think about a few things <laughs> that God has shown me where I was compromising my values or about to do that. So I'll share a couple if I have time here. Okay, so one, and I shared this one before, uh, this happened about, oh my goodness, about 20 years ago, maybe 18 years or so ago, when I had a business called Serving Clean, I did staffing for parties. And um, I saw that it was an area uh, in doing these functions uh, where you could really make good money. And that area was in bartending. So uh, people would ask me, do you do bartending? I said, no, we just, you know, right now what we do is uh, we help caterers or uh, special events uh, going on down at, you know, uh, hotels and Bartle Hall at the time, 18th and Vine. And, and we'll provide ser people that are professional servers to come in and set up and clean up. Well, that question came to me often about bartending. I thought, well, let me just brush up on my skills and learn about bartending. So I did, and then I began to contract our services out to do bartending. Now, I would go as well because, you know, I needed to learn it too and in order to teach it to our team. So I went, and I remember we would do these functions with, um, uh, with the Chamber of Kansas City, they would this was several years ago they would do a, a monthly event where they would have people come together to network but it really wasn't all about networking because there was lots of alcohol involved and so once you get to drinking you don't really you're not talking business like you normally would at least you know not I, I wouldn't be uh and anyway we were serving beer and wine. And you might think, well, that's not harsh. Well, you drink enough of it, it's just as harsh as drinking anything else. And it was free. So I'm serving beer and wine. I even learned how to do the beer into the keg, out from the keg into the, the glasses and how to make the foam come up and not spill over. I mean, I really thought I was doing something great and serving it to the people. And one thing that I noticed was some of the same people were coming back in line over and over again, getting beer and getting wine. And each time they came back, they got more and more drunk, more and more loud, more and more frivolous in the way they were acting. And the Lord said, you see that? I'm like, yep, I see it, Lord. He said, what are you doing and I'm like, I'm serving. And why are you doing that? Because of more money. Uh-huh. And so the Lord really got my attention that day because I, I don't drink myself. I used to, and I wasn't good at it. And um, 
you know, it was one of those weekend kind of things, but it didn't do me well. And I thought, why? I only want it. If I did it, I want to do it to get drunk. <laughs> why am I going to drink? Some people say, I just drink it just to have a little sip here and there. Well, no, I, that's no fun. That was no fun. So my thought was, I don't want to drink at all. <laughs> so I don't, and I haven't in years. So God brought that to my attention. I immediately stopped uh, doing bartending. Something else came up that recently uh, that I almost could have fallen into a trap. And, and it was really legitimate because it was based upon uh, what is due us. Uh, and I'll give you just a little idea. I just don't, yeah, of with from my father, my earthly father, uh, and how he didn't pay child support and how, you know, there could possibly be thousands of dollars owed to us for that. One of my values is this. I'm not going to beg you for anything. If you want me to have it, I'll gladly accept it. But if you don't and you withhold something from me, then you know what? I'm not going to beg for it, and it's not meant for me to have it, apparently. God will provide. And so there was something put on the table about, let's go after that, uh, you know. Uh, and my first thought was, why? If that person, if he doesn't want us to have it, you know, I'm not going to chase it. I'm not going to do that. And the Lord told me very clearly don't do it. It's not up to you to do that. It goes against my values, my godly values. So I felt good about responding back to the group. No, thank you. I'm not going to do it. And I felt so good because I didn't go any deeper than I needed to. I didn't have to give a deep explanation as to why. Or, you know, any of that. Just answer the question and that was enough. And they were like, okay. So what about you? What are you compromising? Are you compromising your values and find yourself slipping away from God? God is saying, I'm right here. I'm waiting on you. And if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, that is the key. And let's say you do know him as your Lord and Savior. The key would be to repent and ask God for forgiveness and get back on track. He loves you that much. He's gonna, he's waiting on you to get it together, but you can only get it together through him. All right. Now to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And this is critical. We're in the last days. And we're only going to go to one of two places, heaven or hell. There is no in-between. Don't ever believe it. Read the word of God for yourself to know the difference. All right. The angels in heaven are rejoicing over you right now. <laughs> I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Again, just a reminder, we'll be doing uh, studying the book of Revelation beginning uh, this Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. And you can retrieve the Zoom link from our website or just text me and I will send that to you. My cell number is 816-878-5219. And just say, hey, send the text and say, I'm, I need the link, please, for Wednesday night. And I'll send that to you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.